and hello out there you stay tuners welcome back to another episode of stay tuned sports this is episode number 13 how's everybody's week going mine's going pretty decent uh, a little hot a little rainy not too sure how the weather is uh where you guys are but i got football back got a little bit of a bench clearing brawls going on with the, the Braves and the Marlins. I don't know if anybody saw that. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a little, a little college football with the uh, situation going on with the Maryland Terps. But you're probably asking yourself, you know, you know where's King? Uh, another type of schedule conflict that we had again. So uh, he won't be here this week. Hopefully He'll be here next week. But uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Follow me at JimboSTSports. Follow King at KingOfSkunkDuck. Make sure you check him out. He's got some cool uh, t-shirt designs for you guys to, to buy. I bought a couple couple from him. Cause he's, he's a very good graphic designer. You can also uh, follow the, the show at ST Sports Podcast. So any type of comments or uh, things you want us to talk about, just send a comment over there and you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about anything. You guys are our friends. You're our peeps. Speaking of uh, peeps, I think Bud Light is trying to um, show the, the Cleveland peeps some love since the uh, Cleveland Browns haven't been really showing them that much love on the field past the uh, season and a half or so. Well, I mean, they, they've been stinking for quite a few years now, but... So Bud Light is going into, I think I think the article I read said, uh, 10 different uh, bars throughout Cleveland and installing Bud Light fridges that are, are locked. And they will unlock after Cleveland Browns' first win of the season that's when you know you're pretty bad that's when you know your team is pretty bad when they're setting up celebrations for your first win since 2016 I think it was uh, week 17 or so and uh, you know so when I saw that I'm like well how, how are they gonna keep people out of there you know have the, the cooler or the fridge, whatever you want to call them. So they're, they're going to be locked uh, magnet magnetically, and it's going to be hooked up to the you know Wi-Fi within the bars or, or whatnot. And once the game clock hits zero of the Browns' first win, if they win, they automatically unlock, and each person in the bar at that time will get a free Bud Light 16-ounce can. And... Uh, the other part of the article I, I found kind of funny was the the spokesperson for Bud Light also said that they'll they'll be in there every month to make sure to uh, make sure there's fresh beer in there. So I, I don't even think uh, Bud Light is too um, too sure if the Browns are going to win any games this year. But you know, you ask Jarvis Landry, you never know. Uh, you know, you, you're lucky if you if they don't put 40 points up on you. Or whatever other crazy thing he's been saying. I know, uh... I haven't watched the Hard Knocks thing about the Browns yet. 
but I know a lot of people are commenting about uh, Landry. I guess he's saying a lot of um, crazy things on there. I said for a while I think he should be tested for marijuana with some of the stuff he's, he's been saying. You know, he said, he said that. Um, the one comment I think I, I will agree with with him is they probably have the best wire receiving core duo, whatever you want to call it, uh, in the NFL. And it's quite possible as long as all of them could get out of each other's way. I mean, you got you got Josh Gordon, who's always getting in trouble with the, with the marijuana. Jarvis Landry is always mouthing off about something. You got Baker Mayfield, who's, uh, I mean, I know he's the quarterback, but you got a lot of personalities on that team, and it's going to be curious to, to see if they all mesh well. Uh, they, they, they got a good defense. You know, defense definitely stepped up last year uh, for them. Just trying to figure out this off uh, this offense now. And you got that rookie that just got uh, popped. I think it was last week uh, for marijuana. Oh, and speaking of him too, I don't know if any of you guys saw how uh, Hugh Jackson Jackson uh, punished him by making him play more in the preseason. How how is that a punishment? You're you're helping him get better, which is fine, but it's not a punishment. Actually, sit him make. Someone else, you know, kind of gain ground on him. I, mean, I guess, you know, this rookie's like the second string or third string. Like, he's, he's in line to get a lot of playing time. So, give one of these these rookies a, a push towards him. You know, you never know what's going to happen. But, you know, the Browns will be the Browns. And, you know, we'll see how many, how many games they win this year. If they win anything. But the one thing I was, you know, getting back to the Bud Light thing. The one thing I was thinking, you know... That'll be funny, and I think the the city will burn to its ground if, if this happens. What happens if the Browns win the first game, and those things malfunction and don't unlock, or or the bar's Wi-Fi goes out and doesn't unlock those things? Are they gonna start rioting because they didn't get free beer? So curious to see um curious to see how how that all works out for the Cleveland people. I mean, you know, they just lost, uh, you know, LeBron going to LA and, you know, I mean, the Cleveland Indians, you know, they're, they're, they're good again. You know, it's been a while since they've been good, but, uh, that's all they really got. So, so speaking, actually speaking of, uh, baseball in a way, uh, I believe this happened just last night. Last night or night before, and I, I've been seeing a lot of uh, fans and players upset over what happened between the Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins. Um, so what happened was uh, Atlanta Braves rookie, I'm not sure what position he plays, but uh, Braves rookie uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., been on a real hot streak lately. I think uh, hit five home runs uh, in five straight games, um, and uh, two of them, I believe, were against the Marlins. And so, uh, like I said, last night or the, the night before this game happened, Jose Urena for the Marlins starting pitcher hit Acuna, and. Uh, you know, it's one thing to hit him. You know, 
you know, this guy's really taking it to you, you, know, you might want to brush him off the, the plate. But I think the reason why everybody's getting so upset over it is it was a fastball right at the ribs. Uh, I think they said it clocked in at 97.5 or 0.8. Either way, that, that, that's fast. And furthermore, um, they said it was actually the, the fastest pitch he, he's thrown all season and the first time he's ever thrown a fastball to lead off a game. So, I mean, everything's pointing to it being intentional. So when, uh, when Acuna got plunked, you know, the whole crowd started booing, nothing really was happening. All of a sudden, um, the Braves skipper, Brian Snitaker, came running out, and then that's when all the benches cleared, uh, you know, bullpens came flying out to the field, pushing, shoving, everything like that. And, you know, in, in a way, I, I gotta take uh, the Braves manager's side here. I mean, you know, it, it's it's one thing to, like I said before, to brush someone off the, the plate, but instead of trying to hurt somebody, and you know, this, this, this kid's like 19 years old, 20 years old, he's a, he's a rookie, just wants to play the game, pitch to him, try to start, strike him out, try to make him do a ground ball. You know, or potentially walk them. If you're that afraid of them, why do you got to throw a 98-mile-an-hour mile fastball? Everybody knows the unwritten rule. If you want to if you wanna purposely plunk somebody, you throw a breaking ball at the backside. You know, the, the, the ribs or the, you know, the butts. Stay away from the arms and the legs. And unfortunately, that's what happened was Cunye... Uh, when he, when he went to try to jump out of the way, elbow got away, and that's that's what got hit. And uh, after all the uh, commotion got calmed down and everything like that, when the Braves went back on the field, and they're, they're warming up to get the next inning going, Cunha, uh you know, waved to the, the trainers and said, you know, he, he can't go, he's cramping up. So that's the that's the backstory of the story. Now the reason why I bring it up is uh, a lot of players and a lot of fans think Jose Urena should be suspended for the year, the rest of the season. Now here's here's my problem with that. Do I think he should be suspended? Yes. Because, I mean, everything points to it being intentional, you know, on purpose. Um, do I think he should be suspended for the season, the rest of the season, which is, you know, see, so we're in August, about two, three more months, you know, so you're looking at probably, you know, maybe 10 more starts, you know, something like that. I don't think he should be suspended for the season. I mean, Marlins aren't going to playoffs, so it's not like they're going to lose, you know, lose anything here. So suspending him for the season is not really going to do anything for it. Do I think he needs to be suspended? Yes. I would say maybe like a 15-20 game suspension. 
Now, unfortunately, with pitchers, when these type of suspensions come about, it's not 15 or 20 starts. It's probably for him, probably be three starts, three to four starts. And I'm curious to see what you guys think um, as far as, you know, how long should he be suspended for this? You know, so maybe I'll, I'll try to put up a poll up uh, after the show or tomorrow to, to see what you guys all think about it. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's unfortunately a part of the game that's, you know, like I said, it's an unwritten thing. Um, when this all happened, and then the, other, the other part too was uh, the umpires were afraid this was going to happen. So I see I see this a lot. I mean, I watch baseball a little bit more than King does. I see this a lot too. You know, after the incident happens and after the bench clearing uh, brawl happens, the umpires later on come and say, come out and say, you know, we were a little concerned that this might happen. Well. If you're worried about it happening, why didn't you warn the teams before the game and say the first time this happens, both coaches are gone and both starting pitchers are gone, or whoever you know through the through the pitch. And you know what? Uh, the only other thing with with this uh, this game uh, with Don uh, Manley, sorry, Mattingly, he had a point. Um, so when the bench clearing brawl happened and the rookie was getting attended to by the trainer you know everybody's pushing shoving pushing shoving the starting or the, the manager for the Braves got ejected the starting pitcher for the Marlins stayed in the game so when um, the rookie got up to walk to first base started walking to first base and he threw his shin guard or some type of guard at the pitcher's mound and at brought the, the players back out on the field again. And then that's when the starting pitcher for the Marlins got ejected. Now Don Manley made the comment of why didn't you eject him in the first place? If you were going to eject him, eject him in the first place. You know, the first time around. It would have eliminated the second bench clearing, you know, of everything. These umpires, I just don't think, I, I think they're afraid make these type of decisions which it's not good I mean you know you, you got some you got you got the player's safety in your hands and you're, you're afraid to make that type of decision so uh, so yeah I, I, I personally think the Marlins pitcher should only be suspended you know 15 to 20 games that's roughly about four starts you know that's basically a month and a half you know with uh, days off and stuff like that uh, but you know what do you guys think what do you guys think how, how long do you think he should be suspended for I'm gonna put the poll out there on Twitter um, just follow us at ST sports podcast and uh, you know give, give us give us your opinion on there as well So the next thing uh, that I want to talk about is, uh, has anybody seen what's going on with the uh, University of Maryland? Man, they are in such a mess here. Uh, so I read this this past week. Um, they had one of their, their players pass away 
from a heat stroke on, uh, from a May 29th uh, workout. And turns out that none of the, I guess, the, the, the trainers or you know whoever's supposed to be paying attention to these players and everything didn't follow you know, the, the, the protocols for heat stroke or heat illness. And so it came out this past week that the university has uh, parted ways with Rick Cord, who is or who was the assistant athletic director for sports performance. Um, and you see this a lot, and you're going to probably see this with you know we talked, me and King talked about a couple weeks ago with uh, Urban Meyer. Uh, Court resigned on Monday. According to a letter he posted on Twitter, and received a financial settlement with the university. Why is first off? Why is this guy getting a settlement? I mean, he, he's supposed to be helping to look over these these kids and making sure they're safe and, and healthy. And he didn't do his job. If that was me or you, we would just get flat out fired. No severance package. No nothing. Like so, this guy should never have gotten anything. But. Um, you know, the, the president of the uh, university, you know, went on, went on record saying that they accept, uh, accept the legal and moral responsibility for the mistakes made by its athletic training staff. Yeah, that's all good and dandy, but what's that going to do now? You know, um, I, I hope they, you know, with this story, I hope they uh, help the, the family out as far as financially, you know, with the funerals and stuff like that, but, um, the article I read, uh, said, uh, according to, uh, Bill Murphy, the McNair family's attorney, the Jordan McNair had a body temperature of 106 degrees when he was admitted into Washington Hospital on May 29th. And nobody from the university called 911 until an hour after McNair suffered a seizure at 5 p.m. If your body is 106 degrees, you're you're you're, show, you're showing some type of signs of, of heat exhaustion or you know soon to be heat stroke. Why wasn't anybody taking care of this kid? But of course, though. Uh, Maryland University maintains that no student, athlete, trainer, or coach saw or reported, you know, this kid taking the seizure. But through the other thing that I, I saw was uh, through uh, the review, McNair didn't receive any type of medical care and following up the uh, procedures for any type of, you know, when, when, when you're taking a heat, you know, heat stroke or heat exhaustion, no, no processes were followed that they had in, in, in line. And uh, unfortunately, you know, McNair died two weeks later after he took that seizure. Now this, this article that I have here that, that I have up, says that according to preliminary findings from a university hired external investigation 
led by Walters Incorporate. The Maryland staff did not take McNair's temperature at the workout, did not apply a cold water sorry, cold water immersion treatment, and did not follow the emergency response plan. So again, my, my question that I gotta bring up is this guy that, that resigned, why is he getting any type of settlement? Him and his crew did not follow the plans that they have in place that I'm pretty sure they learned in medical school. Why did he even get paid? That money should be going to this family that lost their son because of laziness that this trainer and, and their staff did, you know, not, not paying attention. Like, again, when you see someone that is showing signs of heat exhaustion, why aren't you taking their temperature, like it said? Why aren't you putting ice packs on their head or their neck or trying to cool them down? They just went about their business like nothing was going on. And it's a shame because it takes one life to, to, to lose for someone to get in trouble. And that's, that's too big of a price. These colleges need to pay attention to, to the kids a little more. I mean, you know, you had the, the Penn State thing come out, you know, years ago with the Sandusky thing. You got the Urban Meyer thing going on now. And now you got this. Someone needs to start stepping up with these colleges when they start seeing something bad happening and speak up. Okay, yeah, you, you might be a tattletale. You might be, you know, a, a snitch. But you may be saving people's lives or you may be saving people, you know, uh, mental issues because of abuse. You know, there's, there's got to be a better clampdown on, on some of these colleges and some of the practices that they do. This this is just, just disgusting. 19-year-old kid passed away. 19 years old. You know, and, you know, I, we feel sorry for uh, the parents and, and the family of this, this, this young player and uh, hope they, they could heal and, and get through uh, this tough time. But, um, you know, moving on now, um, we got, you know, some football going on. We got the, the Eagles and the Patriots tonight. And, uh, you know, Nick Foles didn't play last week. I watched a little bit of the game. I talked a little bit uh, about last Friday because we recorded a little bit later in the week. Um, but Nick Foles plays this week, and it's kind of funny because he's going up against the team that he beat in February. Which, by the way, I finally got my uh, my Super Bowl ring. Uh, my buddy gave it to me uh, this past Sunday. Finally got that. It's really nice. And no, obviously, it's not the real one. You know, it's the, the knockoff ones. I think me and King may have talked about a little bit a couple episodes ago. But, uh, you know, one more, you know, one more week closer. We got, I think, this will be our second preseason game. So we got two more preseason games. And then football season will be officially, officially back. You know, we got the college games pretty much starting September 1st, I believe it is. We're hoping to hang out with King so we can watch some Notre Dame football. Hopefully, you know, this year will be a better year than 
last year. Um, you know, we went to some bowl game. We went to a bowl game. Not as good of a season that we were hoping for, but um, speaking of the Eagles and the the Irish, my boy Josh Adams. You know, I'm hoping he makes the the roster. I I, I liked him at Notre Dame. He's a very tough runner. The only problem with him is he, he does get hurt a lot. And my other friend, who's an Eagles uh, fan, also argued with me in, in, in the beginning about Philly Sinem saying, you know, he's out, same thing, he's always hurt to snap. My thing is, when he was at Notre Dame, he was the workhorse. He had to do all the carrying, he had to do all the catching. With how Philly and Doug Peterson and Deuce Daly run their running backs, he's not going to have much wear and tear on him. I mean, they, they pretty much run three, four running backs a game. They, they run a running back by committee. And I, I think I think that's going to help him. Um, so I'm, I'm pulling for him. I, I'm, I'll tell you what, if he, if he makes the roster, I'm going to buy a, a Philadelphia Eagles jersey with him. Um, my cousin, who's not an Eagles fan, I may buy one for him because he's a, a, a Josh Adams fan. But... Man, we're right there. Just got to get a couple more weeks in and then... Then, you know, all the trash talking is real. You know, you'll hopefully, hopefully King will be on during uh, football season. I'm sure he will be. And you're going to see... We're, we're very mellow these past few episodes just because it's kind of the lull in uh, sports year You know, for us. Like, we don't really... You know, he watches soccer, I don't watch soccer. But uh, once football gets going, him with the Giants, me with the Eagles, then leads right into hockey, you guys are going to have a good six, seven months of fighting and trash talking. and It's going to be some good times. But uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at ST Sports Podcast. You can follow me at Jimbo ST Sports and you can follow King at King of Stunk oops, sorry at King of Skunk Duck and like I said check out some of his t-shirts he has some cool t-shirts out there um, you can listen to us on iTunes Spot we're on Spotify now actually uh, Google Play tune in pretty much pretty much almost all of them you know we're slowly getting to the other ones if there's any other ones out there that you'd rather listen to us to please let us know we'll, we'll get on there also but uh till next week have a safe weekend see you guys later